Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice, and DEI ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey, or designing your life, the podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. What is going on, Chit Chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Happy Monday. Um, today is Monday, August 9th, and I'm excited to bring you this episode after being out of the podcasting loop for a couple of weeks now. Um, I went and had surgery last week, which... I was hoping to be okay because it wasn't going to impact me um, mentally, except maybe physically more so, but instead I was exhausted. My body has been so drained, and today's the first day since last Wednesday that I've actually felt like myself a little bit. But physically, my body is still going through the healing process, which is going to take some time, um, but I'm actually up and moving. If you're wondering what surgery I had, I had a hydrolectomy, which is basically the, how do you describe it without getting too graphic? Um, how about you Google it? And I'll leave it at that. Um, and it's in the most awkward place ever. It's right in the testicles. So if you want to learn more about what I was dealing with and my condition and why things have been so weird for me the last three or four weeks, um, Go check out the other episodes on the podcast. But last time we left off talking about the great resignation. And this has been a topic that keeps coming up more and more and more. And I didn't want to be out of the loop with some of the things that I've been wanting to bring to all of you and trying to post uh, more content as we kind of go along. So with the great resignation, I think a lot of folks have been 
thinking about and reflecting on their career journeys and where they see themselves in their life and the things that they see themselves doing. Doing work that brings you joy and that's meaningful to you. And the one of the biggest reasons I think our country and our world is seeing a great resignation at this point is more so because people have had a lot of time to reflect and think about themselves and think about where they see themselves and prioritize themselves, their family, their health, their mental health, their well-being, that work-life balance that we so often talk about but often don't do. I feel like we love, as people, as humans, love to talk about work-life balance and but don't oftentimes fully, you know, actually do it. Um, or, or are too scared to ask for it because we may seem as um, weak or seem as not competent in doing our work if we ask for maybe time off or ask for being able to say, hey, you know, I think I need help with this. I need some support, um, which is which is a challenge because I think that that generationally, the world of work and the folks who are working in generation, meaning the gen Gen Y and Gen Zs who are making up the predominant workforce right now um, ultimately are being faced with this really difficult challenge. And reflecting on their great resignation and that episode specifically, I think that as we continue to see almost 1 million jobs out in the world of work right now that are being um, published for people to apply to, it's hard because these companies and employers are wanting to find the best talent possible. They're wanting to find individuals who are obviously skilled in the work that they're trying to successfully recruit for and identify the talent. But I think at the same time, what is impacting these companies that there needs to be a cultural shift. And that cultural shift has to come from listening to employees and hearing what their challenges and pain points are without Um, making them feel like they're going to be um, attacked or punished for being able to express their thoughts and feelings. And in some cases, the reason there's so many people resigning from jobs is because they don't want to be in a position where their values of what's happened and what's taken place over the last 18 months are not being heard. And their voices are not being expressed within the culture of the organizations they're working with. So people are fleeing the jobs that they once had that they admired to go work for organizations and businesses that ultimately are providing them with a better work-life balance, providing them with support and resources and things that they may have not found at other organizations. Similar to what we see in here in the real estate world, that it's typically a a buyer's market or a seller's market, I would say in this case, it's a job seeker's market because the advantage is on them where if you are qualified for a position, you can go apply to a ton of jobs. Now, looking ahead, you know, we're in August right now. This is the first full official week of August. And... um, I think that we're going to see a lot of different trends coming into the next quarter of 2021 as far as job numbers go. And we're going to see more and more people who have been thinking about what do I do next? Do I go back to work as the world is coming back into the workforce? And what does that mean for them? And I think that 
the pandemic, which again is not over. I'm going to continue to say this, and I mentioned this in the last episode. Folks, we need to get ourselves vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, please, please prioritize your health and safety and the safety of your family and your loved ones. It's so important that if we want to come back as a full-time society in 100% um, loving our lives to the fullest, that we get we get vaccinated. Um, not to go into tangent about that or a rant, I should say, but you know that's what I think is really causing a lot of people is you've had 18 months to reflect on what you value the most and how you value yourself and your worth. Which brings me into, you know, perfect segue into this episode. And I think that for me personally, my experience that I've been going through with my job search process is that I have been interviewing, 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 and I've only had one job offer out of all the jobs that I've interviewed. But from the experience of interviewing and getting that job offer, I learned a couple of things about myself. And I think we all as humans don't oftentimes take the time to really understand what we value, how we're, you know, what is our worth, and, you know, looking at opportunities from the perspective of what do you bring to the table. So what I'm hoping to get out of this episode and share with you in this episode is really knowing your worth and talking about salary negotiations, talking about asking for a raise, and amongst all of those things. Because I think it's a really important topic topic of conversation to discuss, but also ones that I think people are either fearful to do because they really don't have the confidence in themselves to really ask for that raise or when they're going to negotiate salary and a job they struggle with. So kind of to start off, I think the best thing to do is really how do you identify your value? And that's such a hard question to answer, but I think that if you are very self-aware and you're able to know who you are and what you bring to the table, that you can really understand that. And I think into in looking at to the situation that we're in right now with the job market, people are starting to recognize their value so much more and the things that are important to them. You know, if you're looking to work for an organization, and this should be, I should say that this should be a part of your job process um, from the very beginning is looking at the company culture and making sure that their values are part of who you are. The last thing you want to do is go through a job search process from applying to interviewing and screening and all that good stuff and then realize that it's not a good fit. And you should be interviewing that company or that organization just as much as they're interviewing you. So your values should be very much so aligned with the values and culture of the organization or company that you're looking to work for. And then paying attention to what is it about the work that you're doing that really makes it a good fit for you. So knowing your experience and what you bring to the table, knowing the things that you've accomplished in your past experiences that really would be a good asset and a good fit for that organization, this is where you kind of Look at the job description of the job that you're applying to or the job that you're currently in. And then you kind of take that list of items, you know, maybe it's six to 10 items in a bullet. And then you on the other side of a piece of paper, you write down what have been your biggest accomplishments? What is it that you bring to the table? What is value added? 
What are the things that you know based on your strength and your skills that are going to be the best for this organization or this company or for this position? And so that's where you kind of have to be really self-aware and really have the confidence in yourself to know that these are your um, skills and your experience that you're considering. You know, maybe it's someone who has seven to 10 plus years of experience that brings different perspectives to the conversation of what the work is or conversations to clients or conversations with your peers if you're a collaborative um, work environment. That's Those are the things that are important. Now, what is your worth? And the worth piece is requiring a little bit of research on your part. And research meaning where are you currently today when it comes to your salary and when it comes to your salary range? And then also researching what does it look like for the position that you're looking to apply to or you're looking to get in an interview? Um, or is it that you're asking for a raise and you're kind of like at a particular salary number right now and you feel that you are eligible for a raise and you should be given one. So a lot of questions to answer there. So let's start with what is your worth? So, well, let me rephrase that. Let's start with understanding where you are today. So, you know, you may be in a position where you're looking for a new job. And that's, so let's, let's focus on the perspective job seeker in this case. You're looking for a new job and you know that you're, let's say, at... $60,000 a year in your salary today. And you're thinking about looking for a job that might be potentially a step up. So maybe this position is a, a manager role or a director role, depending on your industry. And you really want to know what is the salary uh, range for a next level position. So this is going to take you understanding what your career growth looks like, what the next level of your job field is, and then also taking into consideration um, what does a salary range for that type of position look like. There are a couple of things that you probably should write down and be aware of when it comes to thinking about and looking at salary. Number one is location. Number two is company organization size. Number three is experience. All of these three things play a really pivotal role into how a salary is salary range is identified for a particular position. Now, when we're talking about salary, the most important thing is that you need to define your range and know what's a non-negotiable for you. And sticking to that is going to be important as well. So if you're doing this research because you're looking to you're looking for a new job and you're trying to determine as you're going through the job search process which positions to apply to, maybe you have a perspective on what the salary range might be, but you're still unsure about what you should ask for as far as your range. This is what's going to help you in determining that. So there's quite a few websites out there, salary.com, Glassdoor, that can help you in doing some of the research for the salary. Um, the things that are really important is to look at the job titles that are similar to the job that you're looking for and finding the companies that have similar size to the job that you're applying to. If there's salary information posted out there that is relevant to that job, that gives you a good baseline to get an understanding of what the salary range might be. 
So if you're currently at 60, and let's say you're going for a manager role or a director role, and the new job has a salary range of, let's say it's 70 to 90, that's a $20,000 uh, range difference, you need to be able to determine for yourself, okay, what am I? what is my worth and what experience do I bring to the table and how do I value myself from, the, from a salary perspective? So most folks have to be able to pay attention to, okay, what is it that I'm looking for if it's 70 to 90, okay? And that's kind of the median of what the range might be. Now, taking all things into account, like this, I think, will this ideology and this exercise applies to even a person who's looking for a raise because you may be within the range of the position currently, um, but you need to be able to be prepared and how you're going to ask for that raise, so I would say that most people, when they're looking for a new job, um, and most people, when they're looking for a raise, they want to be aware of what the range is going to be to know how much they can actually ask for. Now, you have to be aware that an HR person or a recruiter or a manager, a hiring manager, has a particular number or range that they have to be able to hire for the position. And in some cases that range might be between an eight to $10,000 range that they can negotiate with to really meet the person where they need to be. So if you're applying to a new job and you're already 60 and this new position is a manager level or director level, like I said before, and you're starting at 70, maybe 72 um, is a good place to start because you have to take into consideration your experience and what you bring to the table, the level of the position and all those things. Now, negotiating from that perspective is you don't want to short yourself out or sell yourself out from the salary of the position. So if you know that that, that range is a $20,000 range, maybe you say, okay, well, I know that I would want to be at 72 because that's a big enough bump for you from where you are today, right? That's a $12,000 salary increase. Um, and so if you go into that conversation and they ask you what your salary range is, you could potentially say 70 to 75, okay? And that puts you right in the middle of the 72 that you really want to get. Now, if you're someone who is looking for a salary increase, or a bump in your salary, this is where you need to prepare your list of what it is that you've done in your accomplishments and why you think you should get a bump in your salary. And the typical bumps in most situations for persons who are looking for a salary increases are anywhere between two to 5,000. Um, and that has to typically be within the range of the person's job title and job salary range that's allotted for that for that position. Um, obviously, there in most cases, right, in most cases, there's an organic step increase that happens in organizations to give people incentives in their races. However, it doesn't always end up being that a company can do that every year or every period that a raise is allowed. Sometimes it's based on budgetary restrictions or sometimes it's based on being able to provide an increase on the situation that a company is going through. And sometimes companies will make up the difference in a different um, fiscal year because they may see a, a positive growth increase in revenue to be able to provide employees with a significant bump. 
But you as an individual, as the employee, should probably do one of two things. One is do the research in understanding what the salary range for your position is and being realistic about how much you want to ask for a bump. You could say, you know, over the course of the last year, I've completed several projects successfully while collaborating with XYZ folks and the projects that we worked on have determine a success rate of blank, blank, blank. So really being able to incorporate some KPIs that are really critical to you being able to say, here's why, okay? And and what it is that you hope to accomplish and continue to do. So doing that research a little bit about the salary range for your current position, if you're just asking for a raise, is going to be able to help you compete to say what you want to ask for. Now, from the salary perspective of asking for a raise, I mentioned that two to five thousand um, increase. That is going to require you to know how much is not being too greedy. Which I think that that comes back to you being self-aware and being accepting of what you can get. Um, sometimes you can say that if you're expecting a three thousand bump, right? You can probably ask. For the 5000 and come back to negotiate it down to the two um, and really be super cautious of it, right? Or if you're looking at maybe 2000 you can ask for the 3000 and then maybe you can come back down to the two or the one. Those are a little bit harder because you ultimately want to be able to have a really good relationship with your HR, a good relationship with your supervisor. And I say HR because that's number two is that after you do that research for the salary, You should reach out to human resources and say, is there any way that I can get a better sense of what the salary range is for my position? I've been at this company for X number of years and I'm like trying to do some research because I would love to request from my manager uh, a raise. And HR should be supportive and helping you understand what that looks like for your particular company and your particular organization. And most companies have a process that is required for when someone is looking to ask for a raise or a performance increase or incentive of sorts. So those are some of the things you can do to being able to help you in that situation. Now... There's there's things that I think are super, super important in this whole process of self-awareness, of asking for a raise, and knowing your worth. And it's what is the non-negotiables for you? What it, it's So these are, I guess there's questions you need to ask yourself is what I'm trying to say. When you think of these things is what is it that you're not willing to take when it comes to accepting a job offer with a salary? I can tell you from my experience and having gone through this recently is that I know where my range is for my experience and my worth and what I should be paid and what I want to be paid. And you want to be able to stick to that to help you be leveraging in the negotiation process. There are going to be a lot of organizations and businesses that until you have a salary conversation, which I encourage folks to ask very early in the beginning of the process. And the reason that is, is that you don't want to get to the interviewing phase, which I've experienced and I've worked with in so many different cases, that the person is already at that point of offer. And then because the salary is not within the person's range or reach, you then have to turn down the position or the company says that's out of our range. And so that's the last thing, that's the last position you want to be in, which is why the salary conversation is so important in the beginning of the um, screening process. 
So if you're a job seeker, an applicant, if you're screening for a position, most employers who use human resources for the screening process will say, what is your salary requirement? And this is not asking for how much you're making, which is illegal to ask. This is asking what is your salary range? So you could say a number between a number, right? You could say, oh, my salary requirements are, you know, 70 to 80,000. Okay, so that gives you a $10,000 range for negotiation. Now, if you're having this conversation in the very beginning, that human resources person or recruiter has the ability to say, oh, that's within our range. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, let me just take a sip of water here. What you want to really be aware of is where are you selling yourself short when you talk about this? Sometimes a $10,000 range may be too little of a range for you to negotiate with. And maybe you should ask or say that you have a broad, a longer, broader range. That's going to give you more leverage in negotiating your salary if you were to get offered the position. So those are those are things to take into consideration. Be aware of your values. Be aware of what you're going to negotiate. Be aware of what you're bringing to the table to that conversation when it comes time to actually negotiate your offer. When it's specifically in regards to, um, you know, you're, you're actually asking for a raise, be aware of what you have and what you've, what you've been experiencing. Let's say you get declined and they don't give you a raise after you've asked for it, which I've heard before and I've seen it happen. Um, and this is where you have to then determine, am I being valued enough where I'm working and is it time for me to move on? I think that a lot of people in today's world of work look at how much time we spend at a company and organization based on how they're growing and how they're performing and how is that business and organization really helping them achieve their career objectives and goals. And if someone's truly unhappy in their work and they think that getting an extra couple of thousand dollars and their salary is going to keep them happier, then that is really challenging because you need to really take a step back and say, is money the root of my happiness in working here? Which we know from the historical perspective and all the research that's been done and the surveys that have been done that our generation, millennials and Gen Zs, would rather have better benefits and rather have different incentives than have a higher salary. So it doesn't always come down to money. It comes down to you really determining for yourself, are you where you want to be in that moment for your career? And if you're working your ass off for an employer or a business organization, are you getting what you need to feel like you're valued? Because everybody wants to be valued. It doesn't mean that you have to have a pat on the shoulder for doing a good job all the time. It just means that you are you are part of this organization. You're a contributing member to make that business and that organization successful. And I think that's what most people are looking for, especially when they go to ask for a raise. So this then comes into play of asking the question, when is it time to move on? When is it time to think about and reflect on Where do you see yourself next? Which is, I think, again, I don't think I know, I should say, where this whole great resignation is coming from um, is is about how our generation is not just about the numbers. 
It's about so much more than that. And I think that <clears throat> the older millennials, which I'm part of, um, are starting to look at how we've worked really, really hard in the world of work to make a name for ourselves, to get the experience that's needed, but really are looking at the things that are most important to us. And I think that the world of work is changing in a way that the culture of work-life balance and providing people with these resources for mental health, childcare, um, flex time off, um, remote working from home, those are things that are going to become an integral part of the next shift in the work of the world of work as we look at what the culture is going to bring. These are the things that people are leaving the workforce for to go do their own thing, whether it's starting their own business or going to work for other organizations that truly value this. Um, and I think that it's so important that these conversations continue to happen so that employers who are really are wanting to make a difference in their workplace culture are actually seeing what are the trends and what is happening, what people want from a place of work. Um, and you as an individual having to make the decision of, I think it's time for me to move on. If you're not getting you know, enough money for you to say it's worth for me to stay here and you're not being valued as a person, as a part of a team, you need to really think closely as to where you see yourself. I can't stress this enough. And I think that a lot of people in past generations, specifically boomers um, and uh, Gen Xers, will often think about the work that they're doing and say, I'm staying here because of X, but not think about themselves. And us as millennials and Gen Zers are the complete opposite. We're thinking about ourselves. And there's always this little banter, I think, that goes into that research and that data that looks at the different generations and what is valued in the workplace. I know that for many boomers, they potentially have worked at one employer their whole entire lives and their whole entire careers. And that's just not the valid or the same for today's workforce and generation. It's the reason why culture and the, the world of work changes is when people come from different perspectives and different experiences to provide a fresh opportunity and a fresh perspective as to what needs to change in the workplace. If you work in a work organization or a business where the culture is the same exact people and there's never been a shift, it's not bringing new culture or new competency or talent to the place where it gives a new energy and, and invigorates it. What it, what it then in turn is creates challenges in the workplace that don't provide people the flexibility, the opportunity to understand how is this organization going to shift and change with the times and the, the different generations that are working today. And I think that's also the other part that we're seeing to the place of work is that so many companies have been used to just the same generation of workers. And now there's a huge influx of those workers specifically um, the boomers or maybe, you know, late um, Gen Xers who are getting ready to think about retirement. And it's, it's a hard conversation. I mean, I think even in my circle of friends, I have a lot of friends who are getting to that point that they're retiring or they're going to retire very soon. And I even have this conversation with my husband often. I'm like, 
you don't understand how the world of work revolves because you've worked at the same place for 30 plus years. And that's all you've known. And generationally, most people stay at a job for an average of five to six years. It's actually 4.5, but I say five to six only because people will see how their organization is bringing them value and decide they want to change. But if you're not seeing what your next career move is, and if you're valuing your your career perspectives and your career goals, you're going to want to make that move and make that hard decision and say, I think it's time for me to change, or I think it's time for me to move. So let's kind of summarize all the things that we've been talking about here over the last 30 minutes so that we can kind of close this episode out. We talked about how to identify your values and the things you need to do to really help yourself with that. We discussed is knowing what your worth is and what that means to you and how to really talk about that from the perspective of asking or sharing your salary requirements or asking for a raise and doing the research to understand what your position is really within range of. Knowing and understanding when it's time to move on and looking at what your organization is really providing you with and what is pers- what is the perspective look like for the future for you there. And then as well as looking at ourselves as people and really reflecting on the things we want out of our careers and our future. Um, you know, this conversation that I'm sharing with you, all these tips are, are based on my recent experience and actually having to turned down a really, really good job that I really wanted, but then I put into perspective my worth and value. I've worked really, really hard in my lifetime, my career, and I'm not looking for a handout, but I know that based on my years of experience and based on what I bring to the table and what I can do for an organization, my salary needs to be this. And, you know, it was a hard decision for me to turn down the job offer because I really felt that this organization was a great place to work, but you sometimes have to put yourself first. And, you know, I think that if you're in a place where you've experienced this before and it was a really hard decision for you, just know and recognize that you did the right thing for yourself. And don't look at the doubt that you're then creating for yourself because that saboteur will start to kick in and the doubt will come in and say, did you make the right decision? You didn't make the right decision. Really respect your decision and own it. It's very, very hard, excuse me, to go into that mindset of saying I made the right decision and then thinking about shit, did I make the right decision or not? And I can tell you that if you've been in that position, you made the right thing because there's something else better out there for you. Don't sell yourself short and own who you are and what your worth is. Having said all that... I can't wait for all of you to continue to listen to the great content that I'm trying to put together. Thank you so much for always being so supportive of the um, podcast and all the things that I do. I know I've made some promises of content that I'm going to deliver and please, please be patient with me um, as we kind of continue season two of the podcast. It's been really tricky for me the last couple of weeks to just get some content together and coming back from vacation and all the things that have been going on in my life. So I'm apologetic, but I'm also hoping for the empathy as you as the listeners. And I hope that you know, every episode brings you value as always. And if there's something particularly that you would love for me to cover or for me to share, 
please reach out and ask. Um, that's what the podcast <clears throat> excuse me, channel is for, and that's what the DMs for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and all the different places are for. And find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm at a lot too as well. So I'm hoping to share some more content with you here in the future, and I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode. Hey, Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseamiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.